0: that one in four women will experience a miscarriage i am one in four and i welcome you to sparks of motherhood podcast where i'm going to be sharing openly about our own miss miscarriage journey as well as bringing you stories from other women who have navigated their way through this grief as well so to all our star babies out there this is for you i'm your host ashley boston I'm really excited to be uh, kicking off our first uh, guest on the podcast here. And I want to welcome you, Chantel. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. First of all, let's introduce yourself and uh, we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, so my name is Chantel, um, I'm in from Melbourne and, well, I guess I'm originally from the US, but been living in Melbourne for about five years and I have a three, almost three-year-old daughter, um, but we have been trying again for our second child since about, about February um, this year, so um, I guess that's kind of where it all started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: so you've you've got one daughter um, who's three. So, when did you start trying again for your second?
1: Yeah. So we both kind of at the beginning when we started talking about having her, we were always like I had originally wanted four kids, and we had a really tough time. In her toddler, like in her infant, all the way to about two years old. Like she just never was sleeping. And so we were exhausted. So we honestly hadn't even thought about it. And then at about two years, she just like went straight to her own room and started sleeping through the night. And we're like, oh my gosh, like we've had a week of solid sleep. Like we could probably have another one. <laughs> and so we always liked that like a two-year eight, like a two-year age gap. Um, we liked that idea. And so we decided, yeah, when we'd probably start trying um in a couple months, I'd you know, go off the birth control and things like that. So at that point, I think, yeah, we we we'd always knew we wanted more kids. Um, and it was just like, okay, we have had sleep now, we can properly think. Well, let's just dive in and do it again. And so um
0: when did you first go through so when did you first find out that you were pregnant again?
1: Yeah. So I went off birth control in February and I actually got pregnant and found out I was pregnant straight away in March. Um, And the same thing had happened with my first. Um, I think I got off the pill and we started trying in the same month I got pregnant. It was all very, very easy. And I know now that that's not the norm. And a lot of people, and I didn't know that though, I didn't know a lot of people struggled, you know, getting pregnant and, with uh, Isabella, who's my daughter. Um, Yeah, we, the whole pregnancy was smooth sailing. Everything was, you know, average, like everything was average, the whole pregnancy and everything. And so I guess going into having a second, we kind of assumed I'll probably get pregnant right away and similar kind of deal. And so, yeah, I found out I was pregnant in March and I had been like I was like ready tracking and okay I'm going to take the pregnancy test because this is when I should be able to show up and all that so I was I was expecting and I was excited um went in and got you know the bloods and I think I only got bloods one time and then I started I started bleeding for um for that one and so I, I you know went in and you know everyone's like oh it's actually quite normal to be spotting early in pregnancy, you know, something like it might not be anything wrong, but let's go ahead and get like an ultrasound and, you know, more blood tests and we'll just see. And this, I think it was so hard because it happened like over like a long weekend. So that from the time I was told that it could be that, I had to wait until like Monday or Tuesday to actually get the blood test results back to, t- to test the hormone level. And at that stage, you kind of like want to, I guess, set your expectations, but you also want to keep that like hope alive that I could, I could just be one of those people who, you know, do spot during pregnancy and it's going to be okay and all that. But I went and got the ultrasound and they were like, well, you're only in about six weeks. So we probably weren't ever going to see anything anyway. So then I was like, okay, there's a little bit of hope I can grab, you know, and they're not telling me it was. And then I went back to the doctor. I had to get a blood test again, and then wait a couple of days, and then get another blood test. And then she confirmed that the hormone level had practically dropped back to zero. So she said, like, if um, if you're, you know, bleeding a lot, like go into the emergency room and all that. And we there actually this there was uh, oh, because it was a long weekend. I did start getting like, it was like a weird shoulder pain and some cramping and I, so I called like the nurse on demand or, um, and I said like, you know, they said there, there is a concern that I am, uh, potentially having a miscarriage, but they told me to call if, you know, I had cramps and things and I do, and she asked me a series of questions and I told her about like the shoulder pain and she's like, okay, you actually need to go into the emergency room. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but like, it's, if it's happening, it's happening naturally. Like I'm going to just sit in emergency room, you know? And I, I had gone to the one closest to us and I walked in and this was like during COVID as well. So the, you know, there was like a million people and everything. And I was like, um, yeah. So I th- I think I'm miscarrying. And she was like, I oh, am um, okay. You know, have a seat. It's going to be about eight hours. And I was like, well, if it's going to be eight hours, I'd much rather be at home. Like, you know, I have another daughter, like we're, we're going, you know, like right now we had a friend watching her. So my husband could come with me, but I was like, I'd much rather be at home than sitting in a waiting room next to like a bunch of sick people. Like that yeah. seems like the worst thing. And so we, I called the nurse back and I was like, look, it's an eight hour wait. Like, I don't know anything about a miscarriage. Like, what, what should I be expecting? Is it gonna be like a gush of blood? Like, you know, I didn't, I had no idea, no idea at all. And she was like, well, we're actually concerned because you said you had shoulder pain and that's actually a sign of internal bleeding. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, you do need to go back, but tell them that. And instead I actually called another emergency room that was a bit further away, but they said there was like a 20 minute wait. And I was like, all right, we're going there. So I went there and they, um, yeah, I told them everything. And so they saw me straight away and um, they said like, it, having the internal bleeding and you know, all the other symptoms, it could be a sign of like an ectopic um, pregnancy where it was not in the right place. Oh, it was trying yes. to get implanted. Yes. I think it's, yeah yes. so even now I, I have <laughs> yeah. learned
0: about all these different term of terminologies just from women sending me messages saying this is what happened to me and I'm like okay I need to google that <laughs> yeah. I like, but yes that sounds yeah. right
1: it was ectopic or eptopic. it was something like that it was not in the right place basically is what they thought and they said that's really dangerous because if that is the case like um you could actually need to go into surgery, but you could bleed, like bleed internally. And it's very, very serious. So we're getting the doctor to come in and see you straight away. And like me and my husband were both like in such a whirlwind, first of all, because I thought like, okay, this is going to be something I'm just going to be sitting at home. And I kind of just have to let it happen. But then we're running around to you know hospitals and emergency rooms. And it's like, nobody was telling us specifically like it was happening and so we were just kind of in like a blur of like okay we're hopeful like it could be anything like I could be totally fine and this is just you know but then at the same time now we're like oh my life is in danger and he's like you know we're thinking about like our daughter at home like what's gonna happen you know all these things and the, the doctor that we had was amazing. She like sat down with us and she's like, okay, we did the ultrasound. It does not look like that's the case. Um, you aren't bleeding at all. Like internally you're fine. Um, but you are having a miscarriage. Like, do you have any questions? And she like pretty much talked us through everything. We're like, yeah, like what's going to happen? You know, what does this look like? Am I never able to have kids? Like we had no idea what it meant. And, um, they kind of just said, like, that's when she said, like, look, this is, it's unfortunately a really common thing. And your um, your six weeks, you know, sometimes people don't even actually realize they're pregnant and they have a miscarriage and they think it's just their period. Like from when it happens, she said, there's really no way for us to know what caused it. It could just be, you know, the DNA just didn't line up right. You didn't have all the things you need for the baby to form. And so we're like, okay, but like, you know, I exercised like yesterday, like, is that is that, could have done it, you know, just like all these things are, you know, and she's like, no, there's really, it's nothing you've done. Like, it's nothing you've done, you know, like take time, let your body have a normal period. If you guys want to try again, you know, you have a daughter that you've both had like biologically, like she's yours. So we know that your cells line up, which apparently is something that happens quite frequently when like you have miscarriages. If they don't line up, they can't mix properly. Then it's really, really like difficult to have a baby. And she's like, because you've had one without any prior concerns, like we're not worried. That's the case. We're just thinking, you know, it just didn't line up kind of you know, just a one in four thing. And I was like, okay. So yeah, we, were, we, it gradually, like I bled, but it wasn't much at all. I honestly wouldn't have probably known if I wasn't tracking everything. I probably would have thought it was a period. Um, and then, yeah, we, we both were just obviously both of us pretty shook. And just the fact that it did happen to us. Cause I mean, we're young, we're both very healthy. I mean, we're very much, this average of like people, like when you go in, you're like, okay, you fall on the average of everything. So we thought everything was going to be, you know, average, but um, yeah, so that was our, that was our first one.
0: (laughs) And how long did you wait before starting to try again?
1: So we both were like, you know what, if like you're okay mentally, I'm okay mentally. Like they said, we don't have any concerns to, you know, we just wait for the cycle to do one whole cycle and then, um, and then we can continue. So we did, we waited for one period to pass and then we started trying again and um, same thing. We got pregnant right away, same month. And at that point I was like, I was kind of nervous, but I was also like, oh, but it happens like to so many people, you know, the fact like having two in a row is Pretty, you know, it's not—it's still not rare, but it's you know, it's way less likely. And um, so, I was kind of like, I—it was, I guess, going back to the first one. I hadn't—I told some people I was pregnant, like I told my family, um, but I hadn't told a lot of people just because I hadn't seen a lot of people with lockdown. And so, when we came out of lockdown, I—it was really awkward to kind of have the conversation that. Um, I, yeah, I was pregnant, but then I had a miscarriage. And so like, for me, I said, going into the second pregnancy, I said, I want to tell people because I think for me, like, I just don't like holding a secret anyway. And I want that support. If something happens, I don't want the, you know, oh, this is what happened. I want the whole way through. Like I want people, you know, around. And so when I got pregnant the second time, um, I'm trying to think of how it went. And when I got pregnant the second time, I'd actually told people right away again. So I was actually quite surprised because I, I wasn't, like, we were trying, but I wasn't tracking, like, when I should be having my next period. So I was, I, it was Mother's Day, and we'd actually just gotten back from, like, a dinner. And I was sitting in the car, and my husband ran into the... Woolworths. Well, and I was like going through my photos, deleting things. Cause my phone's always full, like full. And I was going through my photos and I realized I had taken a picture of like the period calculator for when my next period should be. And I was like, Oh shoot, that's like last week. And so I called my husband. I was like, Hey, grab a pregnancy test when you're in there. He's like, what really? When I was like, yeah, I just looked and it's like, I'm a week late. And he's like, okay. So I took the test and I was pregnant and it was two very solid pink lines. So You know, I was like, okay, like this is happening. Like, here we go. And um, but I waited like part of me just like wanted to wait like a little bit longer. I didn't want to rush in to go see the doctor and like all this. Like I kind of just was like I was still working out because we're overseas visitors visas. I was still working out stuff with insurance from the last miscarriage and all the like bills and stuff. And I was trying to get that settled with my insurance. And I was like, until that's done, I don't want to go in and like start that again, because I'll be too confused with like what's been paid and what's, what they're waiting for with our insurance and everything. So I actually waited until probably, I want to say it was like, uh, I think it was like eight or eight weeks And I went in for the, or I called my doctor and I was like, Hey, I'm pregnant. Can you get me a referral? I'll do the blood tests. And then I'll do another one. Cause at this time I was like, I know what I'm going to have to do. Like, I don't want to come into the doctor a million times. <laughs> like just write me two referrals. I'll come pick them up. I'll go get my blood test one today, one in two days. I'll come see you on the third day. And then we can talk about both of them. Cause I was like, we'll track. That'll be a way to track, you know, the hormone level. Like at this point I felt like I knew what I was doing and what she needed. So I didn't have to run back and forth because just that whole thing in itself was exhausting. Like going to get a blood test and going back to get the results. Then going back to get another blood test and then going to get an ultrasound and then going back to get the results. It was just like exhausting. And so I did that. And she said, look, like your hormone level is great. You know, like everything's like looking good. And I felt good. I was really sick. I mean, I was had like morning sickness. I never like vomited, but I was very nauseous. And, um, I was very nauseous for like two weeks. I was like sleeping and like hardly eating. And I was like, oh, here we go. And then I started getting like my appetite back. And I was like, all right, well, we're getting, you know, closer to the end of the first trimester. Like, you know, this is pretty standard with my daughter as well. And so, yeah, I was, I was feeling good. I had the nine week blood test. And then she's like, let's get in for an early ultrasound just because you did have a miscarriage, Austin. And I was like, okay. And so we, I booked the ultrasound. I remember my husband was working from home and my daughter was home with him. And I was like, I don't want to go find, like get a friend to come and watch her. I was like, you stay here with her. I'll run and go get the ultrasound. You know, you won't be able to see anything anyway. It's just like the you know, it's not like the 12 week one. And, and then next one you can, we'll make sure you get the day off and you can come or whatever. And so I like went in, not expecting anything. They, um, they had like, she wasn't a student, but she wasn't like the experienced one, I suppose. And she was like, oh, how far along are you? And I was like, oh, nine, nine weeks, nine weeks. I was nine weeks in like four days and um she's like oh awesome like amazing how are you feeling and then like she was looking around and I was like oh you know they, they wanted to come and see the heartbeat because I you know had a miscarriage my last pregnancy and so they just wanted to, to check up she's like oh are you bleeding or anything no no not at all not at all and I didn't catch it like I did not catch her being asking all the questions until after the fact and was thinking about it and she's like okay and I was like oh are we going to be able to like do you see the heartbeat yet and she's like oh that's um the other doctor's actually going to Come in, and she'll, she'll um, have a look with everything with you. And I was like, oh, okay. So she came in, and they were like looking, and then they were both like really close to the screen, and they weren't talking, but they were like pointing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? And so then she was like, look, we um, we don't see the heartbeat. And usually they don't say that. Like <laughs> usually they say we're going to have your doctor give you the results, but she was very certain she could tell straight away. So she's like, just to be safe. I mean, even before, like last time they had asked me to come back for a second one, just to double check. And like this time they were like, no, like we can, we can actually see it, you know, quite clear. Um, but she said like, it stopped the baby stopped growing yet. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay. It's all right.
1: (laughs) She said, stopped growing at nine weeks and two days. Oh, wow. It was two days before the ultrasound. And I was like, but like, I'm not bleeding, you know? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, well, there's actually this thing called a missed miscarriage. And that's when your body doesn't recognize it. And I was like, okay, well, what is that? What exactly does that mean? You know, like what happens? Like, do I have to get surgery? Like, do I have, like, what's going to, what's going to happen? And she was like, Oh, your doctor will actually talk to you about that. And I was like, okay, well, so we had to wait because <laughs> it was the weekend and then we had to go back in. Oh, and, and at that point we didn't know. And of course we did like our Googling and, you know, found out what a missed miscarriage was. And, um, they kind of like they said like you can let it pass on your own or like wait for your body to recognize it or you can get like the surgery that kind of sweeps your whole everything or you can take a pill and then they monitor you. And um, so I was like, at this point I was like, well, if it's not growing and it's definitely like not gonna be a healthy pregnancy and you know, the baby doesn't have a heartbeat, like I'd much rather get it out with that instead of having to wait six eight weeks whatever they said it could take
0: it's such a big decision isn't it like when you're in that moment you're like given those choices you know like here's your options it's like are you sure like are you sure there's you know it's almost um second like you just like can second guessing like
1: can you just double check again you know yeah definitely yes it is a hundred percent like and that's what I was like I asked my doctor, I was like, should I have like peed and they done another one? Like maybe it was in the wrong position. And she's like, no, we actually, we have very clear um, images like, and she can see and measure exactly when. And I was like, okay. Um, and <laughs> it was, it was really sweet. The doctor, it was like, she knew we'd been trying and obviously with the last one. So she was like, really like caring. She's like, you can stay in here. You can ask all the questions you want. Um, and I thought at that point we'd already pretty much knew everything about like miscarriages and stuff, but then here was another one we had never heard of. And I think because it wasn't even on my radar, you know, like I had, I had no spotting, I had no other symptoms or anything. I was like, everything's fine. And she's like, oh, so you're not, you know, actually not having more than any sickness is probably a sign that, you know and I was like oh but with my daughter I didn't have like I didn't get that like I had the morning sickness and then it again it kind of drizzled out after or like right around the first trimester and so she's like yeah that's probably when you you know started feeling much better it was because you actually at that point your body was starting to recognize it and she's like why don't, um, why don't you go into the hospital? They can explain everything, you know, with specialists and how it works, your wrists, you guys can ask everything. We're like, okay. And she's like, and if you happen to, you know, start your body, start recognizing it and passing before, you know, if you feeling cramps or heavy bleeding, go to the hospital and whatnot. I was like, okay. Or the emergency room. And I was like, all right. So, we booked in to go see the doctor and everything, and um, yeah, I think um, I had had my baby. I like had my daughter at the same hospital, so like it was weird being on the maternity ward, and then having it for that reason, you know. And I was hearing all the newborns and everything all around, and yeah, it was it was really tough. And they let us come in, and um, thank goodness. It wasn't. It was at that kind of like break for Melbourne where you know you could have I could actually have my husband with me because um, I don't know like my gosh I can't think of the women who had to do this by themselves you know and so um, yeah we we went into the hospital and they I mean we're like both very much like okay we want to know everything like we want to know all the risks what is the thing that most people do but then on top of that we want to know the percentages of like you know because we already obviously have two bad lucks so if you're going to say it's not a high risk like we want to know exactly the percentage of what the risk is because you know for us right now we're kind of in that high risk and they said um you know she gave us everything and she's like um, I would say for you, like try to take the pill like, uh, first. And then if you have to do the surgery, you have to do the surgery. But I, for me, I was like, I'm, I've only had surgery like ever once. And I just remembered it was such a weird feeling going under. And like, I really didn't like it. And I was like, Oh, I want to avoid that. I was like, I really don't want to have to go under. And they're, they're, like, okay, let's take the pill if it doesn't, like, if it doesn't help and you have to get the surgery, at least you've already tried that. And I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, they like gave me a pill that pretty much made me like, I guess, bleed it out. But I was so, I was so scared because I didn't know, like, they're like, okay, well, you've got the medication, um, we're monitoring you, the bleeding, like we have to collect all the blood. So when you go to the toilet, you just have to put this tray in. And I was so scared. I was like, "Well, what am I going to see? Like, what's, what am I supposed to be, you know, what's going to come out? And they're like, if it's more comfortable for you, just don't look and we'll sort through it basically. And I was like, okay. She's like, we just have to make sure we have all the tissue. Um, so we know that you've passed it. And I was like, okay, so, um, yeah, I I felt like really sick. They gave me the medication and it actually like made me really nauseous and Mm. I was having a lot of pain and everything. So they gave me like painkillers and stuff. But, um, I think it it didn't take very long and I wasn't sure how long it was going to take, but it maybe only took like an hour, two hours. And then I, I started, I started bleeding and, um, but like not a lot. And so, they, they said, well, we're going to like, just check because at this stage, you you actually should have, you know, passed everything and you haven't had like a big clot and you haven't like, you've hardly bled more than a period. And so, um, we just need to check up there. And I was like, okay, so it's not, you know, how many times do they check up there? So I wasn't, that wasn't any issue to me anymore. <laughs> it's no privacy. Just go do what you need to do. And so they, um, yeah, she said. Oh, you've actually got like a, a clot, like it's actually stuck. When we need to like open you up and not like they just need like get one of those clampy things and like basically open so that you can they can pull it out. Oh, this is so TMI, right? I don't know. <laughs> they can like s- pull everything out and um, like a cork, I guess, kind of in a way. <laughs> and um, they so they did that, and I remember that like it like the feeling was like so much pressure almost like when I did give birth to my daughter like it was so much pressure and then like they pulled it and it was like an instant like relief of pressure like it was so it was so weird but then they they checked everything they're like all right I think that was it um but you are bleeding quite heavily still and you shouldn't be so I had to stay overnight and you know be monitored and all that stuff and that at that time my husband couldn't stay with me because well first of all our daughter is like you know, she's never been away from us. So he was like, I was like, you go home with her. I'm literally just going to be sleeping. Like it's that I, the, you know, the worst part is over. And so, <clears throat> so he went back and then they both came and like got me in the morning and that was it. Like I had, I was bleeding a little bit, you know, spotting here and there, <clears throat> but probably for about, I think it was a long time. Like they said, you should stop bleeding in about three weeks. Sorry. <clears throat> Swallowed it <clears throat> all. He said, you stop busy about three to four weeks. If, you know, we'll call and check up on you. But if you don't, like, we probably need to have you back in. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, what does that mean? What is, you know, what's that going to look like? You what's know, how normal? Much is a lot? Yeah. yeah. What's normal? How much is a lot? What's the worst case scenario that happened? You know, all this stuff. And she was like, um, you know, you've looked fine. We've checked you out. Like yeah, it looks fine. And I was like, okay. So, I pretty much had like barely stopped. Like I had barely started bleeding or stopped. Barely stopped. Bleeding. I was barely bleeding anymore. And then, like I had just like the, this random day where it was like, I had peed my pants. Like I was just walking and just like a gush of blood. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I thought I had like lost control of my bladder and peed, but it was actually just like bleeding like so much. And so I called them and I was like, Hey, like this is, this is happening. She was like, all right. Um, I I'm still here. So come here and like, we'll check it out. But if, if you have to wait until later, like you ha- might have to go to the emergency room because we'll, our office will be closed or whatever. And I was like, okay. So I went in and they checked everything again. And they said like in an ultrasound and they said, every, everything like looks fine. You know, like if it goes more than, I think they said, like, if you go through more than three pads in an hour, then you need to go back to the emergency room. And I was like, oh my gosh. and I know it sounds terrible, but like. I'm such a tight ass, and because we are on visas, we have to pay for each of these, like, emergency room visits, and we've already had to do so many, and they just seemed pointless, because I was like, why am I waiting so long, you know, it just didn't seem, I was like, I'd much rather wait for a doctor who, like, knows my situation, rather than, like, If you're not dying. So you can go back home and just wait for this to, you know, I was like, I want to know what is normal and when I need to be like, absolutely concerned. And I told her that I told her, I was like, look, we have to pay for each of these emergency room visits. And it is adding up. Like I've been, you know, in the last like five months, I've been so many times. And she was like, okay. She's like, well, you know, if you're having the back pain again, go in if you are going through those pads very quickly go in she said but if you're going through the pads and then it starts to like lighten up a bit that's actually kind of normal and I was like okay so I went like I was starting to light up a bit and then maybe like a day or two later it'd be another little bit of a gush but then I'd start to lighten up a bit and that happened for like it was like a long time I feel like it was like six weeks or something Mm -hmm. and but they said I was fine (laughs) they checked it out when I went into her and she did an ultrasound she's like it's all good um but if it keeps going for more than three weeks or whatever, then you, you come back in. So, I mean, and then that kind of like, that was the end of it. But I think the second one definitely hit us a bit harder just because it was un- like undetectable to us. We had, you know, no idea. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, well, one in four, okay. But then it's like now, the, you know, the chance of two it's like okay, that's a bit more, but we still ask them like, um, should we see a specialist? Like, should we be concerned? And they're like, no. Like, even if you have three, we're still not gonna like be concerned with it. And I was yeah. like, well, don't tell me like that, <laughs> you know? Like, I think yeah. I was like, I don't want to hear that. That you know? And she's like, well, it's it's such a common thing. It's such a common thing. Like, and that just blew my mind that it was like that common. And I, you know, I started like, I had new, like one of my best friends from back home, she had one, but I don't think she ever really talked about it. Maybe because I didn't ask, like, I didn't, I just assumed nobody wanted to talk about it because it was one of those like taboo subjects where it's like, it's such a downer, you know, that you don't want to, like, you don't want to bring it up because nobody actually wants to hear about it. Um, But I know when I... And I told you this, actually, when I was going through it, I like went to the podcast and I was just like searching like miscarriage, you know, loss, like all this stuff. Cause I like wanted to hear, I wanted to hear what other people's experience were. And I mean, I found, I found some, but there definitely, like there definitely wasn't much. And I, I so I said, then I was like, well, I'm going to be very open about it because if it can, you know, help anybody the way like it helped me hearing other people's experience and not because you want to like you want to be in the same boat with them but it's just like then you know like okay how did they process it um what were some things that worked for them to like get through it you know how did they I think the thing I'm looking at the most now is like how do you go into trying to have another baby like with that like how do you carry it because you you want to be optimistic you know but at the same time you've been hurt and you don't want to go through that again and it's like at what stage can you start celebrating (laughs) that you're pregnant yeah
0: did you join any support groups like i didn't didn't.
1: know i just followed like some of them on instagram or like i don't remember they gave me like a few groups i could contact And I remember, like, following and reading the stories of the people who had shared and, like, that thing, but I didn't even think about, like, doing a support or anything like that. Did
0: you find anything that helped you to process it and move through that, or
1: grief, or, you know? Yeah, I think, like, part of me was I didn't want to think about it. Like, I didn't want to think about, you know, how it happened. Not necessarily how it happened, but, like, physically how like it happened with my body because like I don't I've always been very like positive thinking about my body and I like exercise and you know I do all these things and I'm like very I have a good positive body positivity. And, like, but I was like, why has it failed me? Like why you know like I'm healthy. You know, like they say everything like all oh, my I think I was low in iron, but they said it wasn't anything to cause, you know, that and I was like I've been taking the prenatals like everything looks good on the books but like why is it not working and like I think not knowing why is like okay well you know I want to know how to fix things I'm like okay well if I have the like what I need to do and how I need to get there no matter what it is like just tell me and I'll do it and not knowing and like I think that was that was really hard but I didn't let like I didn't want to think about it and I was like I have a part-time job um as well as a a small business. And so I was like, I'll go back into work, you know, kind of like push myself back in. Cause it'll be better just to kind of not forget about it. Cause I didn't want to ever forget about it, but you know, it's like, I have, I wanted distractions. <laughs> like I just wanted distractions. And um, yeah, I think it would, it just would sneak up on me and I would just have days where I would just cry. And finally I was just like, I'm just going to let myself cry. And I think that's actually when I did the search on the podcast and would like just hear other stories and I was just like okay like you know it's so common and these people they have healthy babies now like you know if we need to get help we can do that there that's like available we're in a country where we can go and get help to do it and I think talking about it for sure, because I realized the more, the more I talked about it, then like the less likely I was to actually break out in tears, (laughs) ironically. Um, But I thought like, you know, I actually had a friend who she ended up having a miscarriage pretty close after, um, or I think I had told her I was pregnant when I had the second and then she had a miscarriage and then I had another one. And like, I know during that time she was in a different state and I was like all right well if I can help her in any way like of sharing you know what I went through so that you know she at least maybe not even it might even not help her you know we all heal differently but at least maybe she might have ideas of what like I don't know what even to expect or you know my way of dealing with it and everything and I think like um yeah I I really like I wanted um I wanted to remember them, but I didn't want to like, just be sad about it and all the time. And so I just pretty much just started like daily grateful lists and like what I was grateful for, you know, I still have the opportunity to get pregnant and, you know, we have my daughter who is a, you know, a sign that can have a healthy baby and all that stuff. And, um, I think that definitely helped, but then also just like, because I told people very, like, very early on, I was at like week six or something, and I told people, it, it made it so I had that support system of people who knew. Yeah. So when it, it did happen, um, it wasn't like the, hey, I'm struggling. Why? Oh, because I I was pregnant, you know. But now I've had a I've had a miscarriage, and you know, it's like, wait, what? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh no, you know. And I'd already done that. Now I knew, like okay, I want you guys to know now because then I don't have to go through that again. And they already like, know. And so that was, and I like, I'm going to do that again. You know, we're, we're trying now still. And we've been trying again for about three months. And I said, like, as soon as I get pregnant, I'm telling people because I, I need that. Like, I think having that support, um, around, around you really does help the process, I suppose, for my, myself anyway.
0: I have my fingers crossed for you and (laughs) yeah. Hopefully soon. (laughs) Thank you so much, Chantal. I truly appreciate you um, sharing that journey.